We appreciate this young man's testimony and his work, and you be much in prayer for him. Matthew chapter 15, let's stand together. We'll begin reading verse number 21. Then Jesus went thence and departed to the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. But he answered her not a word, and his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. But he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. And he answered and said, It is not me to take the children's bread and cast it to dogs. She called him a dog. He called her a dog. That would do about 90% of the Baptist in. They get mad if you don't say hello, shake their hand, or do something. Bless God. He, he called her a dog. All right. We'll talk about that in a minute. She said, Yea, Lord. Yeah, truth, Lord. Truth, Lord. Yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, here's the title of the message, great is thy faith. Now I want you to notice the next sentence there. Don't want you to miss that. Be it unto thee even as thou wilt. He said, that kind of faith get you anything you want. He didn't say your daughter will be healed. He didn't say the demon will be cast out, the devil will be cast out of her. He said this, be it unto thee even as thou wilt. Whatever you want. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Let's pray and ask the Lord to help us. I'm going to ask um, David Buchanan Sr. to this to a throne of grace. Amen. You be seated. Jesus came to an area about 40 miles from Capernaum so that he might have some privacy. Perhaps to rest or to renew some things. But somehow this Canaanite woman, as a matter of fact, Mark tells us she was a a Syrophoenician of the Syrophoenician nation. 
Somehow this Canaanite woman heard where he was, and she came to him with her need. This concerned mother discovered, I don't care where he's at, I don't care what it takes, I need his help. I'm needing something from him. And tonight, as the title of the message, Great Faith Found in Unusual Places, Getting What You Want. I'm amazed at this precious young lady, what she had to overcome just to get to Jesus. I mean, we, I think sometimes we read the Bible and we, we fail to recognize that all she overcame, all that literally she overcame. And because of, of we fail to understand that, notice first of all, she was a Jew and Jesus, uh, uh, she was a Gentile and Jesus was a Jew. In that day, in that culture, the Jews did not intermingle or, or talk or to eat with them and they just didn't, they just didn't converse together whatsoever. So this lady, she was a Gentile and Jesus was a Jew. She was a woman and society in that day was dominated by men. I mean, that's just the way it was. You'll never find in a, in a, when it talks about genealogies, it's rare to find, uh, women's names. It's basically dominated by men. Boy, this was against her. Satan, uh, one of his demons had taken control of her daughter's life. I mean, literally she was, uh, she was struggling with her, with her daughter. She said, the, and the Bible says she grievously vexed with the devil. So she had that issue. Oh, not only that, these Baptist disciples, I love this, were against her. They told Jesus, said, would you, would you get rid of her? She's bothering us. She's a pastor and I send her away. She's crying after us. And they said, send her away. And oh my, how we should never send no one away. And to top everything off, it looks like on the surface that even Jesus was against her. It looks like on the surface, he's not going to answer her. It looks like on the surface, he's calling her names. He called, Jesus called her the whole. It looks like on the surface, he's not interested in her. Samuel Rutherton, the saintly Scottish minister who suffered greatly for Christ, once wrote a friend, it is faith's work to claim and to challenge loving kindness out of all the roughest strokes of God. That is exactly what this Gentile mother did. And now, 
Most Baptists I know, they read that and they say, well, he called her a dog. But the fact was, the Lord wasn't being disrespectful at all. Uh, as a matter of fact, the Bible calls us aliens and strangers in this world. This was, there was no, not a racial bone in the body of Jesus. Not a racial thought. And, and I'm going to blow your mind. Jesus was not white. Jesus was a Jew. That woman at the well of Sychar said, said, uh, why art thou Jew asking me a, a Samaritan for a drink? He was, he was visibly recognized as a Jew. This was not a racial slur. What Jesus was saying is this. It was a dispensational statement, not a racial statement. Many times in the Word of God, God deals with people through dispensation. Dispensation is this law. And praise God right now, grace. And what God was saying to her, He said, I'm not talking to you right now, because right now I'm a dealing with this group of people. Bible says to the Jew first, and that's what Jesus was doing. He said it's not, it's not a racial slur, but it's a dispensational slur. He said, he said, dispensationally, I'm not to deal with you right now. I'm going to deal with the Gentile people down the road. Praise God for that. We ought to have a shouting fit over that. By all accounts, we should have been left out of this thing. He should have, he came to the Jew, and the Bible says, how often as he would have, uh, as a, a, a hen would, would cry, would, would pray and cry for the chicks to get under, and, and the nation just simply wouldn't. How many times he dealt with Israel, and they rejected him, to finally come to a point, God said, Okay, I'll reach out to a Gentile. And I'll say hallelujah for that. What he was just saying to her was this. Literally, I cannot come to you right now because I'm not dealing with the Gentiles. The bread I got, the bread I have, is for the children of Israel. And I love this lady. She said... Okay, Lord, but she said, I'm not asking you for the bread for the children. What she's saying is, if you'll just push a crumb off the edge of the table, even the dogs get the crumbs that hits the floor. What she was just saying, if you just give me a crumb, It'll be all I need. My daughter will get healed if you'll just 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 take a just a small crumb. She said, if you'll just push. I'm not wanting the children's bread. Truth, Lord, yes. I'm not wanting the children's bread, but if you'll just push a crumb, the dogs were in that custom and in that day, and I can remember being in my grandparents' house and and uh, they had dogs. They would cut. They would sit on a table, and they would 
that would eat the crumbs. He said, even the dogs get the crumbs that fall. And he said, if I just get a crumb, you'll just give me a crumb. My daughter will be healed. What kind of faith would move a holy God to step across dispensational lines, dis- move Him to cross over His plan at that moment, move Him to cross over His purpose for that moment. Honey, faith like that, I'll get you anything you want. Faith like that will get you just anything you want. What kind of faith was it? Let's look at this young lady again for the first thing. And maybe tonight, oh, I started not preaching this because I think you're going to expect something very profound, very amazing. And you'll probably leave tonight saying, my gosh, I was... That simple, just simple, simple, simple. But life-changing, if you apply it to your life. Who was it? First of all, notice what she said. I know who I am. I love that. She said, I know. She said, truth, Lord. Yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from the master's table. In Mark 28, 7, 28, she answered and said unto him, Yes, Lord, yet the dogs under the table eat of the children's crumbs. Psalms 113, 4 and 7 says this, The Lord is high above all nations and His glory above the heavens. Who is like unto the Lord our God who dwelleth on high? This is a who humbleth himself to behold the things that are in heaven and in earth to raise up the poor out of the dust and lifteth up the needy out of the dunghill. This woman said, I know who I am. Now you say, if I asked a question, and I would ask the question, do you know who you are? No doubt somebody would say, well, now, that's a stupid qu- uh, question, Pastor. Why, sure, I know who I am. Well, do you really know who you are? One time, Ulysses Grant went to a gathering for his honor. And when he left the hotel, he, he was pouring the rain, and he saw a man, and he invited him to share his umbrella. And the man said, do you know... Ulysses Grant is speaking. And Ulysses said, yes. And the man said, you know, I think Ulysses Grant is so overrated. I believe he's overrated. They walked a little further and finally he asked the man he thought was a stranger what he thought about Grant. And uh, Ulysses said, my friend... I couldn't agree with you more. I believe he's way overrated. It was Ulysses S. Grant. I believe 
here tonight as we, we, uh, for us to really get all that God has for us. Whatever you want. What do you want? We got to get honest by who we are. In Luke 22, the Lord is fixing to leave out of here. He's fixing to go to Calvary. And he's got a disciple. And he wants to help him. I mean, he's wanting to do something very great. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you. They may sift you as wheat. I love this. But I pray for thee, thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. And Peter looked at him and said, Lord, I'm ready to go with thee, both into prison and to death. Now, Lord, this is God himself. The Lord said, Peter, Satan's done, done ask me if he'd have you, shift you like wheat. But Peter, I pray for you. Oh, how wonderful. And when you're converted, strengthen the brethren. And Peter just said, well, Lord, I know who I am. I'll never deny you. I, not only, I go to prison for you, but Lord, I'll die for you. I'd never do that. I tell you, other people may get out of the will of God, but I will never get out of the will of God, Lord. Lord, I will never dare do something to hurt you. Lord, I'm not going to do that. And the Lord said, Peter, you don't know who you are. And Peter, if I'm going to possibly use you, if I use you to stand on a podium and, and preach and 3,000 saved by the marvelous grace of God, he said, I'm going to have to bring you to a reality so you know who you are. You don't know who you are, Peter. Now, I believe Peter's sincere. I believe he's sincere. I believe he believes he would never do anything to hurt Jesus. I believe he could imagine that he would ever do something like that. But the truth is, he said, I tell you something, Peter, the crop shall not crow this day before thou hast de thrice denied that thou knowest me. Preacher, uh, uh, Peter, I tell you what you want to do. The cross going to crow, and when he does, you would have denied me three times. Not once, three. And I believe Peter stood there and said, Nope, nope, not me. 
I mean that beady-eyed John over there. I've been watching him anyway. I think he would. Uh, amen. I'm, oh, Don Thomas, he doubts anything ever. Surely he'll do that. But Lord, no, no, no. I would never do that. I go to prison. I'll die for him. And then when that little gal come by, him warming by the devil's fire, said, aren't you one of them? Nope. <laughs> he wasn't ready. You know, it's kind of like Elijah. I love this. When Jezebel says, I'm going to kill him. I mean, the, before the sun goes down, I'm going to kill him. And he takes off running. He climbs up under the juniper tree. Says, God, just, just kill me. I'm the only one. Just kill me. He ain't ready to die. If he really wanted to die, all he had to do was stand still and wait on Jezebel. She gladly done it for him. He wasn't ready to die. Amen. Oh, we find that Peter said, he couldn't believe that. He, he said, I know, I know that I never, but he, he didn't know himself. Oh, have we all seen the TV preachers? I have personally known, honestly, great men of God. Absolutely great men. Brilliant minds. Have absolutely unbelievable works. Unbelievable works. Handed to them. Paid for ministries. Unbelievable works. And then get word that they've fallen and wonder and scratch my head. How could that happen? I'll tell you why it happened. They didn't know who they were. I'm going to ask you a question. Now, I didn't ask you the question, who does everybody else think you are? Amen? I didn't ask you, what do you project to people you are? I didn't ask when you're at work or school at at a, a church, what you project, and you you don't want anybody to know anything about you. I don't want you to know any of my business. Don't you tell anybody my business. Why? Because we might find out who you are. She said. She said. Yes, Lord. I, I, I can't give that bread to you right now. As for the children of Israel, your dog, I, no, I can't. She said, yes, Lord. I know I'm a Gentile. I know I'm outside the promise of God. I know that you didn't come to the Gentile. I know that I'm not worthy. I know I've done nothing to deserve your faith. I know, I know, your dog, I know, Lord, yes, Lord, true Lord. But she said this, she said, I, if you'll just give me a crumb, that's all I need. Oh, I want to ask you something, she knew who she was. The Bible says, 
Wherefore let him think of these standards. Take heed lest he fall. Your marriage is good and strong. Praise God for it. Don't you ever get the idea the devil couldn't get in the middle of it and rip it apart. I know this is not good grammar and it's not good preaching. But if you think that nobody could destroy your family, your marriage, your home, you're an idiot. Amen. That gets a point across. Because I promise you, moment you say, well, I tell you, boy, the devil would not, never get my marriage, my family, my home. Boy, you're a candidate. The devil says, okay, let's put it to the test. Amen. He'll send you a Delilah. Amen. Oh, I want you to know, young people, don't think you, you, you got to know who you are. Got to know who you are. She said, I know who I am. Secondly, I love this. She said to Jesus, I know who you are. I know who I am. But she also said this. She said, I know who you are. My, my. The Bible says she answered and said to him, Yes, Lord. Verse 25, she came in, worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. Luke 6, 46, the Bible says, And why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? Paul said, That I may know him. I want you to notice something. Never seen this. Well, I'm, I'm just, I love learning. I love seeing something I ain't seen before. God said, that I may know him in the power of his resurrection. But then notice what Paul said. And in the fellowship of his suffering. You know what Paul was saying? I want to see God. I want to know God in all of His power when He's up. But I want to know God in the midst of His suffering when He's down. I want to know Him in suffering and in His power. Paul said that I might know Him being made conformable until His death. I want to ask you, the Bible says... Paul cried that I may know him. Now, the first step in knowledge of the Lord is having a personal relationship with the Lord. First of all, you got to be saved by the grace of God. Point blank, you got to be saved. You got to know. You got to know. And tonight, I, I know no one but me. You got to know a, a place when you ask Christ to come in your heart and save you. And let me say this, if you're not saved, you better quit playing with it. You better get to business with it. And the Holy Ghost convicts your heart. You need to get in there and trust Christ as your Savior while you've got opportunity. Because that opportunity is slipping away fast. But then if you not have a knowledge of the Lord, you've got to have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul said, I want to know Him personally. I want to know Him for myself. Paul said, I want to know him for you. I want to know him for myself. And everybody ought to have a personal relationship with the Lord. 
Salvation is a whole lot more than hell insurance. Amen? It's a whole lot more. It's a relationship than we can have with the Holy God. Paul said, I wanted to know Him by participation. He wanted a living experience with God. I love that Old Testament story of David and Goliath. Saul asked him, he said, David, what makes you think that you can go up against a Goliath and beat this giant? I mean, Goliath walked out every evening, said, send me a champion. He said, boo! And I'll run in their tents like ants. That's all he had to do. David said, what will the king, what will Saul give the one that kills this uncircumcised Philistine, this devil? And he goes up for Saul. And I love this. And every person needs to have this. And if you don't have this, you're going to seek this. And David said to Saul, let me tell you about my line story. Your line story? Yeah, my line story. So I was keeping my sheep one day. And I seen a kind of yellowish, browning, crouching down in the high grass. And I said, that's a lion. He's after my sheep. Said, Saul, I went up there and grabbed that lion and I just ripped him apart. God just gave me strength and I ripped him apart. Boy, Saul said, wow. He said, boy, that ain't all. He said, well, that's a good story, David, but what makes you think you can whip the giant? Let me tell you my bear story. He said, I've seen this big bulk come through the woods and, and he's loud and, and he don't seem to be afraid of anything. Boy, I went out there and I slew him, grabbed him and slew him. God said, moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion, now the paw of the bear, He'll deliver me out of the hand of the listings. And Saul said to David, Go, and the Lord be with you. You know why we don't, why we're so weak in our faith? You know why we don't have the victory that is rightfully ours? We don't have our own story of what God has done for us. That which no one else. It's one for show. This ain't on a on a talk show. Nobody had David on a talk show. This was a an experience by participation. He's busy tending the sheep, doing what he's supposed to do. And in the midst of doing what he's supposed to do, God said, Let me give you a line story to tell. Let me give you a bear story. To tell. Nobody's seen it. God said, but I want you. Because he said, David, 
If I can move in your life and you can destroy a lion and a bear, you'll meet a giant and he won't mean nothing to you. You know why we're running and say, Boo! We're running away. Unbelief. Doubting. The unbelief. Doubting God. You know why? Because the devil has to say, Boo! You run like ants. Because we do not have in the midst of those stories of what God has done. I've got a lot of stories. I thought about telling you about 20, but you wouldn't sit there and listen. So I'll just share with you one. I'll just share with you one. We were in this little building down here, packed out, tried every way we could to build. Man, I run to town. And God forgive me. God help me. Boy, sometimes God just grace you because we're dumb as a box of rocks. I'm telling you, every day I'd walk to the back of that fence and I'd say, Lord, unless you move here, we're done. I, I fully expected God to open me a door to be at a different church. I'm just being honest. I said, Lord, we're done here if you don't move. Men met on, our men met and said, I believe it was Brother George said, Pastor, we need five acres of land. We just need to build a building. And uh, that evening, come back to church. Deacon walked in and said, Preacher, right up the road here, is five acres for sale. I see this sign today. That sign had been up there for I don't know how long. It said it's five acres for sale. I went to see the lady, and in about three or four days, we had this property. And my, it was just wham! And I'm thinking, God, I didn't expect you to do that. But may I say, God did it. And we, we filled in this property, $75,000, and God paid it. Amen. God paid off the land. What I'm trying to get you to understand is God, he, she said, I know who you are. Let me say this. Some of you don't know that God that saved you can pay your bills. If you're honest and right. Some of you don't know that when you face that trial, we got some in our church are facing trials. Some of them's got parents on the edge that are ready to go to heaven, may go before the night's out. Oh, they need to know a God that gives them grace for that time. Oh, we got a church full of dear precious women in, in our church that God has chosen to, to take that mate, that husband, on to heaven and they're here. Oh, I, I, I bet you, I, I honestly bet you that many of them could stand up and, and tell you how God has been gracious and helped them and strengthened them when there was nobody else. Oh, you know how you get what you want? When you know who you are. And you know 
who he is. She said, Lord, I know that's dispensational boundaries. I know that's a place that you're not supposed to cross, Lord. But she said, I know who you are. And I know, I know, if you'll shove me a crumb, I know you have the power to heal my daughter. And I believe it, God, if Jesus ever shouted, it was about here. He said, wow! I've never seen. He said, you got great faith. Then notice, last of all, she said, well, let me read. I'll move on. She said, I know who you who I am. I know who you are. And then I love this. She said, I know what I need. She ain't asking for a new car or a motorcycle. Amen. Gotta clear that up. She ain't asking for a new house. She ain't asking for something the world could give and do. She said, My daughter besought him they would cast forth the devil out of her daughter. And he said to her, For this saying, go thy way. The devil is gone out of thy daughter. She said, I got a devil problem in my home, in my house. I love this. Because she knew who she was, and she knew who he was, she could be honest, gun ball straight, no pretense. She said, well, my daughter's a really a pretty good girl, preacher, but she's got a little bit of problem pray for her. She's pretty, pretty good. This girl said, no, Jesus. She's got a devil problem. She's full of the devil. Ain't no pre- she's full of the devil. And I need you to help her. See, we, we, we are lying to ourselves and to God when we try to pretend there's something they're not. She said, I got she was honest. Oh my goodness. Mark 9, 17, destroyed demonic child. And one of the multitude answered him and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son which hath a dumb spirit. And wheresoever he taketh, he tareth himself, he foameth, and gnasheth with his teeth, and pines away. I spake to thy disciples that you cast him out, but they could not. He said, Lord, parents are weak. The parents can't control him. Preacher can't control him. Oh, I'm a, but the power of God did change him. When the Lord approached him, he said, Thou dumb and desperate, I charge thee, come out of him and enter no more in him. Oh, my, all through the Bible. All through the Bible. She said she was honest enough. When you know who you are and you know who he is, then you can get honest. Say, Lord, I know what I need. My daughter, she's got a devil problem. You know, some of your some of your children will probably, now listen to me, I'm not going to upset you, but some of your children will probably die and go to hell because there's nobody getting honest enough with God. They're not right. They're not saved. They tell me they're saved, but they don't act saved. They're not saved. They don't love God. They, they, they won't let me talk to you about God and be honest enough to say, God, 
my son, my daughter, they just need saved. God, I want you to save them. You need to save them. Oh, God, you need to save them. We've got to get honest. No, well, my last son ain't too bad. He drinks a little bit along the line, but he ain't too bad. No, he's got a problem. And we've got to get honest enough. Know who you are. Know who he is. Then say, God, I know what I need. I want it tonight. If you would, and you would move God to give you. He said, oh, what great faith. Be it as thou wilt. It's amazing. He didn't say your daughter be healed. He said, whatever you want, that faith will get it for you. What do you want tonight? What do you want? You know, you can get what you want. Know who you are, know who he is, and know what you need. So stand to your feet.